Hey guys and gals, welcome to the second installment of the Punk Till I Die podcast. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Tom Trauma, and I'm here, of course, with my pal, Liverpool Neil. Say hi, Liverpool. Hello, Neil. everybody. That's fine. You can just call me Liverpool if you I, like. I, that's I, that's fine. Up, it, came <laughs> up, it came up very awkward. You know, like we call each other our full names all the time. It's like, hey, Tom Trauma, how you doing? Good, Liverpool Neil. How are you? Yeah, it's pretty Tom good. and Neil is probably fine. It probably is, and I, I also go by, I think I go by Falcon Neil on the site. Yeah, what, what the? What does that mean? Okay. Falconer Neil. Were you a falconer in another life? Did you have birds that landed on your heavy leather glove, or where'd that come well, from? Well, <laughs> funny thing is, um, when I came to the States a long time ago, right, 83, whatever, um, mm-hmm. I wanted a football team to follow. I liked American football, and I wanted a team to follow. And, ah. But I didn't I didn't oh. want to jump on the Chicago Bears bandwagon, because that was 85. Well, that was that like was the peak era, too. Yeah, that was the Jim McMahon, like Walter Payton. That was it, when the Bears were actually really good. Exactly. So I didn't want to you jump on that bandwagon so i picked the i picked the worst team in the nfl which was at that time the atlanta falcons so and then uh fast forward like 10 years on america online days um i was like the leader of the falcons page on america online so i became falcon neil on there and that just kind of stuck with me throughout my entire internet persona so yeah well that's that you know my 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 punk name, my Tom Trauma punk name. When I was first playing in bands and stuff, I like you know you you know you wanted to be like your heroes and have like a punk name. Of course, yeah. So I was like a teenager, you know. So I made up this name, Tom Trauma, and I hadn't used it for years. But then when I had to make a username on Punk News, I made that name up, and it's stuck with me so much now. Once in a while, my proper Christian name will get out, and it actually seems strange. You, hold on, your proper Christian name? Your name isn't my Tom? Pop, my regular name. No, 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 my, my regular first last name, you know. Okay, yeah, Which yeah. is fine. It's not like I'm trying to hide it, really, but it's just... Uh, I, I write under my own name for New Noise. I don't know. I just felt... Ah. When I started writing for them, I just felt like it would have been a pretentious dick if I'd have been like, dude, uh, can you use my, my professional name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But it, had, it has a sounds that really appeal, you know? It's got that alliteration, right, where you're the, the consonant. No, yeah, no, I like it too. I mean, it's, it's, a, you know, it's just it rolls right off the tongue. And yeah, but you, when you're, you know, when you're a teenager, you hope with your dumb name, you don't think that it'll stick with you when you're in your mid forties. You know, that's true. But I, it still works. You know, it does, good, and and I, I like it. And you know, like I said, I think people, I think people like. It. I think it's it's just more fun. You know, let's face it, a lot of the punk adjacent stuff has gotten so dreadfully serious. You know, it's kind of sucked the fun out of everything. It's fun to be fun. It's fun to be fun. It's fun to be stupid and fun to be fun for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So that's so that's why I'm Falcon Neil. I'm also um, House of Neil on on the Instagram, I believe. And Jeez, that's, what are you on MySpace, Neil? Uh, and that's yeah. <laughs> well, and that goes back to an old skateboard thing, House of Neil. But that's that's mm. a lo- that's a long story. So hmm. yeah. Well, you know, we were we, so like this is our this is our seven, second episode. I hope I hope most of you heard our first one, where we sort of introduced ourselves and who we were. But I I kind of was thinking about the fact that. You know, originally this 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 idea was was entirely Neil's. I'm going to give him the credit. He said this. You know, we should do this thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. I love being on the regular Punk News podcast, but it's a limited a limiting format in that we're always talking about current events and like what happened the last week. And you know, sometimes we want to talk about the stuff that happened 20, 30, 40 years ago and just you know tell our long winded stories and, and stuff like that so that's you know we wanted to have a format for that so neil's original idea for the name for the podcast was 
old men shouting at clouds, I think, or some version of something similar to that. Old men shout at clouds. Or yeah, something like, something like that. Yeah, that's and that it was, was a the play on the a play on the Simpsons, the classic Grandpa Simpson on the cover of the newspaper, "Old Man Shouts at Cloud" or something like that. Yep. And we both really loved that, and we were going to go with it. And I even had like half a theme song written in my head. But then it turns out some other jerk has a, something very similar sounding. Or we're yes. going to be old punks shout at Cloud or something like that. But some other – there's already a podcast with that name. Yeah, so we had to do something different. So um... so this was kind of a just a slapdash – the punk till I die I think was just sort of a slapdash alternative. I think it's fine. I don't really care what the name of it is, honestly. Well, it works for us, though, because, shit, I'm closer to death than I am to birth, so... <laughs> yeah. I, know, don't I mean, we could, we could just call it, you know, <laughs> Neil and Tom's big review for all I care. It just doesn't even, doesn't even matter. But I just figured this way, if it's got punk in the title, if somebody goes and, like, oh, I'm looking for a new podcast, they and if they Google punk or something generic like that, maybe it'll pop up in the algorithm or something. That's true. I don't, that's, I don't, know, that's... How, I don't know how algorithms work. Good Before thinking. we were going to have like old in there too, and maybe like the combination of old and punk would be something that would serve us well. I'm not sure. Old and angry. How about that? So we're in there too. Yeah. Old angry guys. Exactly. Yeah. Not always angry. Sometimes having fun. Do you have? Do you have? Um. Do you have a drink in front of you? Um. I actually, you know what? I've been drinking already. I've had uh, plenty of wine, and I had a beer earlier too. So I am lubricated already. No, I. Well, I. I had some. I got kind of a head cold. So I uh, had I had three well three margaritas last night did it for me mm. for medicine that like actually helped a lot so tonight it was kind like of easing sleep. off a little bit yeah you know so so you know this but our the, our vast audience doesn't that I was I just had a major anniversary so my wife and I went away for the weekend we got a bigger trip planned at the end of the year but we went away for the weekend and one of the things that we like to do is drink <laughs> is go to wineries <laughs> oh there you go. In the I mean, mid, in any, the Midwest, there, that's kind of. Is weird. there anything more punk than that? Well, there's actually some great wineries in like Southern Michigan and Northern Indiana and stuff. I'm not a huge wine fan. Like I don't like the dry wine, the good wine. I, I tend to like my wine more kind of Boone's Farmy. Yes, me too. Pink, like sugary and sweet, <laughs> sure, and like yes. I love I love cranberry totally. wine, like in blueberry wine stuff like that. And now you just lost me. Sorry about that. But we picked up a couple of bottles. Blueberries a big fruit here in Michigan. We make everything out of blueberries, cherries, blueberries. Those are like the Michigan. But wow. yeah, so I I drank a fair amount of wine this weekend too. I didn't find a ton of them that I loved, but we also went to a couple of distilleries and you'd be happy that I had some really really delicious kind of uh um gin and cranberry drinks. We're both uh kind of well, gin aficionados even though I think your tastes are a little fancier than mine. Me too. I, I'm I'm yeah. currently drinking Gordons. I mean, that's my go-to. Oh, mine's Hendrix, but uh yeah, Gordon's Gordon like is three, okay. That's like three times as much. And yeah, the, it's good though, it, man. It's good. Yeah, no, no, I know it is. I've had it. I've had it. You know, it, whenever somebody else has a bottle and wants to make me a gin and tonic, I'll certainly let them. Well, you know what but I've learned about it too. Expensive to be my daily drinker. You know what I've learned too, though. A lot, a mm. lot of times, it isn't the gin; it's the tonic. If you get, mm. if you get shit cheap tonic, it'll ruin whatever gin you put in. You put it. Well, in. you would be really disgusted with what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> I'm drinking Gordon's yep. gin and diet squirt. <laughs> Okay. Well, I don't even know what to say about that. I just <laughs> I can't have the sugar. I can't have all that sugar. Uh, so, okay. Well, so anyway. it's okay. So you were in Indiana. Now, were you in Munster or whereabouts were you? We went to um we didn't we did not hit Munster this time even though there's a couple of weird little antique record shops in Munster that would blow your mind. And it's a really One, good brewery in uh, Munster too, Three Floyds, what, but Okay, now we did not go to Three Floyds. I did. We did go to a brewery. It's so funny. We're traveling with our sort of normal friends. 
like my wife is pretty normal, but she's also been hanging out with me for a lot of years. So she could pretty much hang with whatever. That's cool. Um, but we had our, our some pretty straight-laced friends with us. But, I mean, they're nice people. And they're totally roll with it. They love to have a drink and a laugh. But they're definitely a little more uh, conservative than we are. So there's one brewery I wanted to go to. It is in. It was in uh, Indianapolis. It's called Black Circle Brewery. Okay. And it's uh, known for having heavy metal shows, like really heavy shows. And it's a small little place. And we went there and actually had Sunday brunch. And it was pretty good, but it's one of those places, you know, you're drinking your pint, and the food's a little, like, frou-frou compared to how there's, like, stickers all over the bathroom. But yeah, the yeah, yeah. So gotcha. Surfing. But it was, it was good. We had brunch there, and it was good. But the funny thing is they're having this, like, arts and crafts sale thing, and it was just all these, like, black craft T-shirts, and it was all this, like, occultic stuff. Weird. And, and like I said, our friends <laughs> are definitely a little more conservative than we are. And the Church of Satan was there having a bake sale. Oh, shit. A bake sale. <laughs> a bake sale. You imagine that? I'll have one of those uh, cupcakes to raise money for what? Uh, I, I, I don't know. That's pretty satanic right there. Bastards don't pay taxes. But anyway, <laughs> anyway it, was, it was pretty funny. Cause, well, and, you know, I try to find a good balance. So we do, we go to, you know, we go to wineries, we go to, you know, we went to a couple of great distilleries, we do, but in, we go to antique shopping and we do wineries, but you know, once so I'm like, oh, I want to go check out this, this or that. And the stuff I pick out, you know, I took them to Kuma's, there's a Kuma's in Indy, believe it or not. Oh, there is. Okay. Yeah. In the Fountain Square district of Indy. So that was, that was cool. It was a and, lot of fun. And how was it? Was it like that fake one that we went to up in, uh, by my work? Uh, not quite that bad. It was more, it was more gritty inner city. It wasn't quite that, uh, yuppified, but yeah. you know, same, same situation. You know, it's a fake dive bar. Yeah. Yeah. Fa- uh, exactly. Fake dive, dive bar, bar yep. by design. But the yep. bird, I tell you, the food is so good. And they give you the monstrous pile of fries. I was the only one who finished them and I did not feel good about it. The mac and physically. cheese there is so good. The mac and Never cheese with whatever crap they put in there. Oh my god! Ex- I, my problem excellent. with my problem with Kuma's, as much as I love it, all my burgers that always sound best to me are always names of bands that I hate, mm-hmm. like like bad like new metal bands or something. But anyway, the food was good. That was good. Anyway, that was a. Uh, and we also uh, on Friday night, and uh, we we went to see the the Evil Dead the musical. Okay, Which, that sounds fun. Are you are you horror? We never really. I don't think I've ever talked about this. Are you a horror movie buff or not particularly? Uh, I am, but I find well. Okay, you give your story, and I'll tell you my my take on it, the whole thing after you. Well, tell my me take on horror Dead. is very few more scary anymore. Right, and not that the Evil Dead was a particularly scary franchise. It was funny, you know. I think that's right. why it lent it lent itself to to being a musical. So I had no idea what to expect of this thing. You know, I bought the tickets. It was at the University of Indiana South Bend. Really had no idea what to expect. Fifteen dollars tickets or whatever. I bought them in advance. I didn't know if we'd need to or not. We show up in the the theater holds like sixty people. Okay, it is so small. Mm-hmm. And the and the first three rows they make them wear like the plastic ponchos, like if it's raining at a baseball oh, game. Oh shit! So you know there's going to be some stuff being thrown so around. So the, the and, blood, yeah, the yeah, fake yeah. blood. It's like and a it guar was, show. Yeah, yeah, sort of. And it was very campy. And uh, but quite fun, I gotta say. And it definitely, if you're a horror movie fan, it referenced a lot of horror movies. Like uh, there was definitely a Shining reference, and definitely a Rocky Horror Picture Show reference. And the plot was kind of derived from, and the dialogue was derived from both the first two Evil Dead movies and the Army of Darkness movies, which they were supposed to be a trilogy, I think. But they had to change studios or something. So Army of Darkness is actually it was supposed to be Evil Dead three. But anyway, it was great fun. You know, Bruce Campbell and and Sam Raimi. Yeah, Sam Raimi. Yeah, right? Sam Raimi. Yep. There was a joke at his expense, too. We're all from, uh, they were from suburban Detroit. They were all Michigan guys. 
even though the I don't believe the movies were shot here. But anyway, that was that was a lot of fun. And once again, our straight friends had a, had a good time, but it definitely has a lot of cursing in it. And the, but the violence is very uh, campy. Sure. You know, there's nothing particularly scary about it, but it was it was fun. But I know it's sort of like a cliche for the punk rock guy to love horror movies. Uh, and, and it is a problem because there's hardly any good horror movies. Well, here's the here's I mean, my... they're mostly terrible, but I do love them. If I'm home by myself watching TV, which is rare, I usually listen to records. I will watch a horror movie. Here's my problem with the whole thing. So uh, I I used to be able to take them or leave them, but a few years ago, my daughter, who's 19 now, so she would have been about 15, she got totally into Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right? Ah, uh, She yes. watched like every season. She could quote the whole thing. She knows all the characters, all that it's stuff. So great, right? dude. My parents love that show. So here's the thing. Once you've watched <laughs> any any of that, you can't take any horror movie seriously after that. Uh, because yeah. you're watching that and you're seeing the vampires or the whatever they are, the undead, whatever they are. And you just imagine them, Buffy would just come in and kick its ass, like immediately. It's like, so, that, uh, it's like the Scream movies. It kind of took the piss out of the horror movies and kind of made fun of the tropes of horror movies. Right. So, so you'll be watching, I don't know, The Nun or whatever it is. And you'll just be like, <laughs> wow, Buffy would just come in and kick this thing right in the fucking face. And the whole thing would be over. So after that, I can't take them seriously anymore. I, I like I just saw um, uh, Hereditary last week, like and everyone was saying how scary yeah, Hereditary was. I, I, I don't think that was it, was. it had a few moments, but I don't know. It was weird. It was one of those movies too. It was sort of ambiguous, where you're just like, what, what the hell does that even mean? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. There wasn't a lot being explained in it, but it was just like it was just weird more than scary. I mean, it's so. like how was I supposed to figure that twist out? But yeah, it it, it was okay. But I yeah I. My uh, my oldest boy was not a big horror fan. My younger son is. But we watch a lot of cheesy eighty stuff. You know, like we went through all the Friday the Thirteenth movies and stuff, and uh, we have a great great fun with that. Well, the funny my, the, fu- the funny thing is about the Friday the Thirteenth that they went on for so long that in the end, if I'd have been in charge of that franchise, I'd have turned I'd have turned him into an antihero, killing well, he, killing they, like they be- yuppies and shit. You know, well they became camp. You know. Yeah, there wasn't anything particularly scary about the later no, ones. No, no, not at all. And we no. and we watched them for the thrill of the kill, like the creative kill. Mm. I, I don't know. A, a, a lot of them weren't so creative at the. You know, <laughs> no, the no, they weren't. The there was, end, there was some the, classics. Yeah, but the night before that, <laughs> so the night before that, <laughs> all my entertainment revolves novelty lately. We, uh, I went and saw the Eradicators album release show here locally. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a four-band bill with a comedian, I... so it was like. Five five bands. A comedian? That's unusual at a punk show. Okay. Yeah, you know how that go? I, 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 it, it was okay. I mean, it was kind of a nice break, honestly. You know, the thing is, you got these bands. So the bands that played were the Eradicator was a headliner. He's from Chicago area. I know you met him. I know him halfway decent. Um, and a band, a local band called Bong Mountain, that's real popular locally. Yeah, yeah you told and, me about I mean, that they're going, they're going down to fast. I mean, they're they're one of those bands that's reached a certain level of. You know, they've toured Australia, they've toured Europe. They, they've reached a certain level of success, but they're still pretty small. But mm-hmm. they're but anyway, they're, they're popular local, and they're good. They write good songs. They're one of those bands I probably, if they were from out of town, I probably wouldn't have found them or listened to them. But because they're local, I'm, I'm pretty friendly to them. There's a band from North Carolina or South Carolina called Dollar Signs. And they're one of these bands that put on a lot of fun show. I mean, very energetic and a ton of fun. But just don't see my—I I couldn't see myself sitting at home listening to the record. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're like—they're—they're they're thoroughly entertaining. Seemed like nice guys, but it just was too. 
I don't know. It's kind of sky and kind of. That's not your thing at all either, is upbeat. it? You know, it was a bunch of disheveled 35-year-old guys singing about being disheveled 35-year-old guys. <laughs> okay. And it was fun in a live setting. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I don't know that I could relate to, you know, by the time I was at age, I pretty much had my shit together in the typical societal sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. Even though, uh, not that that not that that's better than not having your shit together. But anyway, and then, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, and then the opening band was a, a bunch of kids locally here called Ugly, Ugly Flannel. And there was probably around 100 people at the show, which is not a ton, but it was a, it was a reasonable crowd, respectable crowd for this kind of show. So I have to ask. I heard, uh, the, I heard the inside scoop that the opening band sold seventy tickets. Wow! So, so it was a very, very young crowd. Twenty-one, twenty-two year old band. As a matter of fact, I bought my tickets from the drummer of the opening band because he delivers, and I meet him at the Taco Bell on my work, and it's like a drug, like a drug deal to buy tickets from the local band, you know. So hold on. So seventy people were there to see the opening band, and so that leaves very few people. But to... they stayed. Okay, well that's good. Not only did they stay, but they seemed to be having the greatest time. You know, we talked. We've I think we talked last week, and I know we've talked privately about feeling out of touch or old or whatever. I I can't imagine the last time I felt so old. For one thing, there was literally four of us there in our forties. Yeah. And I knew every single one. You know, I mean, we all we all kind of hung out together. <laughs> we didn't all come together, but we all kind of hung out together. You know, I mean, there was literally four of us there in our forties. And uh, but these kids, they were having so much fun, Neil. Well, but once good. again, it was the least punk crowd I've ever seen. I mean, some of them were wearing like those long like Rastafarian hats with dreadlocks. I mean, it was just the weirdest thing. And they were bouncing up and down and pogoing like they had just watched like. Uh, the Sex Pistols live at the Roundhouse or something. That is... I'd never seen anything like it. Of course, we just in the bag drag our PBR and just... <laughs> just just about... And then, at one point, this was the most bizarre thing. And this wasn't during their friend's band. This was during the second band, that Dollar Signs. They started doing a conga line. Okay, that's enough. You've lost me. But it was, it was me, mildly yeah. entertaining. You know who didn't grab somebody by the hips and fall around? You, yeah, this this guy or yeah. any of the rest of us. Are okay, good. Yeah, you were just all it, like re, yeah, rolling your eyes like it I was, would have it been. It was bizarre, but you know, the, the Eradicator is becoming one of those bands. You know, we you mentioned Guar, and I, I I talk about Guar, and you know, one of the one of the, you know John, my punk news editor, loves Guar and and worships them. I I've seen Guar like fifteen times. I've never bought one of their records. And I see the Eradicator kind of becoming like that. Like, well, you don't necessarily need to listen to the records. You just kind of go to the show. It's like it's performance art, essentially, you know? Well, I have to I have to ask. So the Eradicator being from Chicago, why was he doing yep. an album release in in, uh, in Michigan? He was actually doing four of them, I think. Okay. And so his, so I, his backup band are Grand Rapids guys, guys that I know really Oh, well. okay. So, but he has a different bands and different, he had, his bass player was touring with him. Who I met and drank with, of course, and uh, but the guys from the band, the Bloody Lips, who are pals of mine, were his guitar players and drummer. And actually, the kid, the same kid who played with the opening band, was his drummer. That's the way drummers are in this town. If you can drum, you drum for eight bands, you know. Yeah, that's very true. Pretty much everywhere, I, I think. But yeah, yeah, so I was counting up to myself, and there are no less than eight people in the Grand Rapids area who have played in this band. Wow. So, and that band Bong Mountain I was mentioning, he also the Eradicator, whose name I won't mention. Um, his real name, even though it's out there, we'll call um, him Steven. Yeah, exactly. He's a, it's so great because he's a mild man at office drone by day, yes. masked maniac by night. Um, but he actually runs a little record label and put out the bong, a 
the first Bong Mountain record, which hmm. I think was like 2016 or something. Okay, the now I, ha- I have to say that is like the worst band name I've ever heard. I'm imagining they sound like a cross between the Grateful Dead and Widespread Panic or some shit. It's so funny. When I wrote the review, I'm like, I, I, I remember seeing, I was, I'd started seeing signs around town for this band called Bong Mountain, and I assumed that they were a stoner rock band, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. A, but like a stoner metal. Because there's a huge stoner metal is very popular right now. Basically, like Black Sabbath with more weed. Okay. You know, riffs, ten minute songs, but yeah, no, yeah, not yeah. at all. They're definitely like a pop punk. Um, I don't even know how to describe them really, other than the fact that they write good songs. You know, at the end of the day, they, I, I really think Chris, especially the main lyricist, is a good songwriter, and their one guitar player, Alex, just shreds. I was, I was really kind of fixated on his guitar playing the other day and he was really it was impressive so anyway anyway yeah so the eradicator I, I don't know i don't can't remember if we talked about the eradicator last week or not but the eradicator is this is based on a sketch from kids in the hall which i'm sure you remember kids in the hall i do but a lot of our listeners might not because well it was from the old. 90s so they, yeah they weren't born or it was kind of like the canadian saturday night live yeah but the funny thing is, the Eradicator sketch, it was one sketch, and it was like four minutes long. And the Eradicator, the mild-mannered office drone by day, maniac by night, has managed to crank out three full lengths, two EPs or something like that, or two full lengths, two EPs, and like a double live album. All based on a four-minute sketch. And the whole shtick is that the guy loves squash, right? He loves, he loves to play the, the game, game of squash. squash. Yes. For those of you who don't know, it's like, it's like tiny tennis, right? It's indoor well, tiny tennis. It's funny. I used to actually love playing squash. It's a very English. I think we invented it like most games, and then we suck at it. But um, it's yeah, it's <laughs> they like invented it's, it and then never won it at the Olympics or anything. Exactly. It's like racquetball, but with smaller rackets and with a ball that basically doesn't bounce. So you well, have to do all the work. Great. No wonder it hasn't. No, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, it's an awesome game. It like will wear you out in a second. But um, yeah, it's a strange thing to base a band around. I have to say. Well, I would say you know because I you you have you seen these shows since we last spoke or no? No, I haven't. Um, you had a real busy week, and now it's. I did, and now quiet. it's well. It's about to get busy again, but we'll talk about that later. But uh, the one time I did see the Eradicator, thanks to you, uh, I was super impressed with the shtick with the um performance of it um yeah. musically didn't do that much for me but it really did have a very pro wrestling kind of vibe because he comes out in full squash outfit with the headband and a squash racket and it was uh it's very performance I, I, artsy I can't, yeah and, and a black ski mask <laughs> yeah i can't tell you how many times i've seen those stupid white shorts and that pink polo and the yep. white adidas and the tall socks up to the knees yeah you lucky guy but anyway it's a fun it's a fun show you guys oh yeah it out. no it was check a great it, it was a great a show like like i say I, I, I keep i remember after like reviewing his first album going i just don't think this can last long but it's fun and he keeps going with it and i and like i said i don't even think you need to know the music necessarily it's just a like i said it's kind of performance art Yes, it's like his, it's like he's found his muse. You know, we all we all hope that we can find our creative muse. Yeah, and if if he comes to your town to play, I would say definitely go see it because it is definitely worth seeing. Plus, it only costs like eight bucks. So. Yeah, there you go. Yes, in fact, I think he's playing. I think I am actually going to be seeing him where, where I am going tomorrow. Uh, so I know the yeah he might be going to fest. Uh, yeah. So I know that. Uh, He's friends with the Booker at Reggie's, which is definitely one of my very favorite places in Chicago. So he pops up in there fairly regularly if there's a good 
uh, pop punk show or punk show. They don't really know what to do with him because he doesn't really. I mean, the music has the intensity of hardcore, but it's got some melody and it's got some novelty. I, I don't know. I don't know. And he's that. wacky, yeah. So if he was playing with uh, Agnostic Front or something, maybe that wouldn't go down yeah. so well. <laughs> you don't think so? You don't <laughs> no. think Freddie Madball would appreciate his bullshit? <laughs> no, he might. He might get his ass kicked in five seconds. Maybe. But so, you know. you, you, hey, you want to? Uh, you want to play a song, and then we'll talk about your adventure coming up? Sure. I will certainly play uh, a song today. Um, something a bit different than last week. I am going way back in the archives right now. I'm going back to um, the original Ultravox. Uh, a lot of you so, might be so, familiar with the... I'm sorry, I was go say, ahead. Tell me about Ultravox. They're one of those bands I've heard of, but I've never actually... I don't know that I know a single song about it. Okay. Well, Ultravox were in two uh, two versions of Ultravox, basically. There was the first Ultravox, which the name had a, um, it was a, it was a different name, basically, right? It had a, uh, I'm going to have to cut this. Exclamation point. Exclamation right? point. Thank you very much. My God. Yeah, yeah, I, there I you go. Which I, I tell you, I hate, on that. I hate bands with punctuation in their names. I was going to say, I, I was going to say I used to ampersand. take half star off anything I reviewed. Yeah, I was going to say ampersand, and then I, then I blanked on that. But yeah, exclamation points, I'm sorry. So Ultravox with an ex- exclamation point. That band was fronted by a genius called John Fox, who was uh, early, it's like early Electronica, I think Gary Newman, but before that, like two years mm. previous to that, because they formed in 76. Yep. And yep. they released like three albums uh, with that lineup of the band, with the exclamation point. And then John Fox decided to leave, and Midge Yore, who had previously been in the Rich Kids, yeah, he'd been in the Rich Kids, he'd been in a few other bands, he um, he came in and joined the band, and then they dropped the exclamation point. It wasn't as exciting, so they had to drop the exclamation point? Well, then they started doing like, almost like Spandau Ballet type. Glam, glam type, new wavy kind so, of stuff. You're not going to play Spando Ballet, at least. No, it dropped all True. its edge. And, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that version of Ultravox did actually have a lot of top ten singles in England anyway. Really? Yeah, they had one called Sleepwalk, and um, they, might, they might have even had some number ones. But that was a vastly different uh, version of the band than the mm-hmm. original Ultravox with the exclamation point. So this is from ni- the 1977 debut album, Ultravox with the exclamation point, And this song is called Wide Boys.
And there you go. That was Wide Boys by Ultravox. The original wide, wide Boys. Wide Boys, yes. That's a very London-type term. Um, hmm. yeah. What does it mean? Um, like people who are uh, kind of... See, it's almost it's almost like a Second World War type term, like spivs or something that they were um, mm. uh, beyond, beyond the law kind of. Uh, uh, I, I don't know the, uh, stuff on the stuff on the black market, maybe stuff like uh. selling stuff on the black market. Yeah, stuff like that. Huh. Wide boys. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, anyway, huh. that was that song. Hope you enjoyed it. So, uh, so you're going on an adventure, leaving in the morning. I am. I leave in a in a, like and 12, twelve hours. And you're going to yes. something that I've never done, and I don't know if I ever will. It's not really geared towards us necessarily, though. I'm sure you'll have a hell of a good time. You're going to fest down in Gainesville. I am down in Gainesville, Florida. Yeah. Um, I have a really good friend that who lives down there. Um, coincidentally, and I was down there twice last year, not for fest. I missed fest last year. Uh. I was down there skateboarding and just hanging out with him, uh, hitting some bars and stuff and having a good time. And he said, why don't you come down for Fest this year? And the lineup was good. So I got tickets for the... It's over Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I believe. I've got tickets for I the... I think they even start earlier than that. I think they might even do a couple days prior. Uh, yes. They used to do... Like, well, they used to do like a pre-fest in Ibor City. I don't know if they still do that or not. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry. Go ahead. No, so I've got tickets for the main uh, gig on the Friday night, the first night, and that is Against Me as Headlining, Less Than Jake, Teenager Bottle Rocket, and Masked Intruder. So I think that should be So that be a, is, okay, so that's in a, that's indoors or outdoors or what? I believe that one's outdoors. And the thing about Fest is it's in venues all across the city. Yeah, so and you l- can buy like a general admission, I think, for everything, and just kind of try your chances. I think to get into stuff. Exactly, I think I think that's right. I think it's how we're too like, old for maybe... that bullshit. You're just going to buy tickets, right? Well, well, I already did. Yeah, for that main for the main event anyway. But I believe my friend, you were saying about the pre-fest thing. So I go down there Thursday, and he's already got tickets for us for some pre pre thing mm. at, at Lucy's, which is my favorite bar down there. So we're going to be going to Lucy's okay. tomorrow night to who's see playing? some. So who's playing that there? It seems to be mainly cover bands. I'd never heard of any of them, mm. but they seem so to be buddy, like cover my bands. Long Mountain are playing down there, so maybe I, I will. I can't remember. They're doing like a showcase with like it must be like ten bands. I don't even remember what the. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, see if you can find it. See if you can find where they're playing. Because if it's at Lucy's tomorrow night, I will definitely say hello. But I'd never heard of any of the bands that we're going to go see tomorrow night. But it's just kind of a. Place, oh, who cares, right? Place to go drink anyway, right? Pretty We're much. just gonna yeah hang out. You know, and... it's it's funny because I think in a lot of ways Fest has become a fe- uh, it is starting to draw a little bit of an older crowd, but I still think the average age there is probably like thirty five. Yeah, and you can tell by the bands, and you know, part of the reason I've never gone. Well, it is a few reasons. I got kids, so it's always around Halloween. It just doesn't work, and uh, it's always around my anniversary. Which when I got married, I thought, oh, it'd be so cool. You know, our anniversary always be around Halloween. Well, we didn't really figure the kids into the equation. So we've always been kind of stuck around Halloween. That makes sense. But, but also, uh, it's just it's not necessarily my scene. I'm sure it's not yours either. Does that mean you can't go and have an absolutely wonderful time? Heck, no, it doesn't. I mean, well, I'll... well, I have to admit, I, I have to admit, of like the hundred or so bands that are playing, I've probably heard of about fifteen of them. Luckily, to, like to four honest. are on that one bill you're going to. Yeah, 
Yeah, right. So are you you an against me fan or not necessarily? Um, they're okay. I have like three of their albums and I'm certainly okay. not a huge fan like Ricky Frankel used to be or anything well, like I, that. I have all their albums, but I'm definitely I definitely feel my interest waning. That last album didn't do much for me. I, believe... I think the I think the transgender dysphoria blues album might be the one that sort of where they jumped the shark and and yeah. that might be it. You know, like they hit their peak or whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I believe I believe they're doing a full album set. I believe they're doing. New I think wave. they are. Think they're yeah, doing they're doing white crosses and a new wave. I believe. Oh, new wave. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, new wave's a little. It's not a terrible record. It's, and it had probably their biggest commercial hit on it. Yeah, that's probably my uh, favorite Crash album of theirs. By the way. Yeah. What's I think, that? I, th- I think that's my favorite album of theirs actually. You know, all the major. My favorite is is their album "Searching for Former Clarity." That's definitely my favorite against me album um that was kind of you know they start out real folk punky and right. uh i think uh searching for former clarity is where they really hit a nice balance between that early folk punky and kind of what they would become when they went major label which was sort of a more generic kind of punk band mm-hmm. but anyway and then what about lesson jake um don't really know them too much to tell you the truth uh, the reason I'm going is mainly for Teenage Ball Rocket and Mast Intruder, who always put on a Typical, great show. Right? So yeah, Maybe you'll see the old yeah, yeah. So, I, so you're a huge, you're a huge Teenage Ball Rocket guy. I am, I am. Yeah, I've seen him. I don't know, ten times, something like that. It's, it's actually, it's show. funny because it's like one of our. Uh, not that it's like a point of contention because we both like both bands, but I'm a big, I'm much more of a Lillington's guy than a Teenage Ball Rocket guy, and you're more of a TBR guy. Well, did you see that Lillington's are playing here again? They're playing somewhere. They're playing in, uh, jo- next Joliet. Weekend, a couple weekends ago. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Actually, we were thinking about coming to that. It's called the T1 Fest. That's right. It's like a diabetes fundraiser or something. Yeah, with 88, 88 Fingers Louie, I believe, are playing. Yeah, too, yeah. Right? It, it's yeah. actually a really cool lineup. But, of course, it's my weekend to work. Oh, God. Okay. So, I'm. we're actually, we're, you know, my buddy Scott, who I mentioned last episode, we are, we're huge Sloppy Seconds fans. We usually go follow them around for two, three shows on any given tour, but they didn't tour this year. So we were kind of waiting for our big blowout. We never, our big blowout never came. So we're, we're, we're always trying to keep an eye out to go see some shows, but that's okay. Cause then I don't spend the money on going traveling. Then I just buy records anyway or whatever. So, but, um, but yeah, and, and, and yeah, Mass Intruder is always a fun live band. I think we've talked about more than once about how their records, every record seems to, I care about it less and less, but they're definitely a fun. Yep. A no. fun band to see live. So that, that, no, that'll be a good time. And the fact of the matter is, Lesson Less Jake, same thing. Fun band to see live. Definitely a 90s kind of third wave ska band. Not not a favorite of mine, but they had they had some pretty damn good songs over the years. Now, they're, they're local heroes, too, because they're from Gainesville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you know, should be kind of fun. Gainesville's a funny, a funny scene, you know, because it's not a, that big of a town, but, you know, No Idea Records is there, and it just always kind of... You know, it's it's funny. You get those scenes, and it's happened all around the country. You get a linchpin of a couple of real go getters, and then you have a scene. You know, right? Um, there's a I know there's a couple of really good record stores in town too. So uh, so you're definitely gonna come home with a pile of vinyl. I probably will, but I have to watch that right because I went on yeah, the cheap. I, I, I went on <laughs> I went on the cheapest airline possible, and yeah, they, they, pay, I'm not paying. <laughs> yes, bag, yeah. exactly right, exactly right. Where they get you for everything, but uh, dude, I'm flying down there for. Th- I think it's thirty three dollars on the way down, like fifty bucks on the way back. It is insane. Oh, it's crazy, dude! It's gonna it's gonna cost me more to get a cab from here to the airport than it is. Flight, to... they mean, they're gonna be, they're gonna make you sit in steerage or something, <laughs> right? I've yeah. no, I've well, never... and you're gonna you're probably I mean. 
you get your kid oh no you can't so you're gonna drive to the airport you gotta ride to the airport or you gotta uh well that's what i'm saying it'll probably most cost most of the cab to oh the airport yeah i mean even <laughs> in the cheap parking over there it's 20 bucks a day right right 30 bucks a day i don't i don't know yeah um yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, you're going out of o'hare right Oh, yes, O'Hare, yes, exactly. Which is such a cluster, too. Oh, you will be angry about this. I'm, I'm looking at the Fest lineup right now. So okay. the Against Me show on Friday, they're okay. playing Searching for Full McClarity and, cool. New, and cool. New Wave. They're playing those two. and then Those two were right in a row, yeah. And then they're playing on Saturday as well. They're headlining Saturday, and they're they playing White Crosses and Transgender Dysphoria Blues. See, that would be kind of cool because you get to hear those whole albums, but... Man, how do you do those? How do you do that well? You're right. Yeah, exactly. Live, yes. Agreed. Well, and especially, I mean, uh, Searching for Former Clarity, actually all those albums, I think, I don't know how far the current, because the bass player that's with them now was with them earlier. The drummer's relatively new. So you're playing it with a different lineup, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about you're going to see Stiff Little Fingers last week, and it was the same thing, right? I mean, you're, go, you're they're playing the... Uh, inflammable materials album but it's only jake and the bass player it's only it, two guys from the original lineup from, from so the, yeah from the original lineup but the other two uh, i'll give them this the other two members of the band have been with them with them for over 20 years so it's not like they just joined like last week oh or had, something. They, had they okay i didn't yeah, realize that yeah they've been playing well, since it's, the it's, 90s it's, it's nice too that they're replaced with guys who are veterans of the scene not just like kids because you yeah. see so many of these touring bands and i use the term loosely where it's the original 55 year old singer and then the whole band's like 25-year-old guys because nobody his age can afford to go on tour. They're all like <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, that's, working for the union or whatever. That's very true, my friend. Yeah, that's true. So, now, now, talking about Stiff Little Fingers, they're playing on Sunday. They play Fest on Sunday. So are you going to be able to hit that too? Um, maybe. I leave Monday morning, so we'll see. you just saw them at a club. You really want to go see them? Mm. They're playing in Bo Diddley Plaza, which is going to be interesting. Okay, oh, so that's and, probably the outdoor thing. And this sucks. They're opening up for Jawbreaker. Give me a break. Oh, that is so annoying. I am not uh, a big Jawbreaker guy. I know a lot of people are. Um, I missed all the Jaw bands. Yes, Jawbox, Jawbreaker. Yeah. Yes, Me Jawbox, too. Jawbreaker. And uh, but yeah, they're they're very popular. No question about it. Hey, Dude. which which? Because uh, one of the guys is coming on a tour here. Is it Jay Robbins? Who's which one's he from? Jawbreaker or Jaw Jawbox? Maybe mm. Jawbox. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's playing over here. Who, Jay Giles? Giles? What? Jay yeah, Giles band? What? Exactly. Angels of Centerfold. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm definitely curious to hear your report because I know I know this. the fest is a drunken nightmare. Or, I don't I, know, maybe not, maybe not a nightmare. Maybe it'd be fun. I don't know how many days I could do that in a row, but obviously you're going to have a little different situation. I agree. I don't know how many days I'm going to do it in a row either. <laughs> Man, I, I don't well, know. Well, when we used to do Riot Fest Chicago, and I know you've done Riot Fest Chicago too, but you went home at the end of the day probably. Yes, I did. Exactly. We would just... Yeah, echoing maniacs for three days and just even even you know just being gone for four days with my wife and our friends it's like man you just you used to get sick of eating restaurant food after a while it's like oh i'm so full of salt but uh it'll, it'll be cool i i really uh like i said I'm, I'm definitely curious to get your input on it like a friend of mine's going down there for the eighth time or something and he just loves it he thinks it's, thinks it's the greatest thing but i suspect 
I suspect my opinion would be closer to what you're going to think, but I'm sure it'll be fun. Now, the crazy thing about Gainesville is it's a pretty small downtown yeah. area. It's so it's going to be difficult to to you, to, to miss walk, any. I mean, of it. I think most of the kids walk to most of the venue, uh, venues, right? I'd imagine, yeah, I'd imagine so for sure. And it's going to be doubly crazy. I don't know if uh, Florida is at home this weekend. But oh, I know, yeah, but I but, know. I, but I know they're playing Georgia, which is going to be a huge rivalry game. So if I would that, say if that that's they in Gainesville, would intentionally avoid it. But the truth is, they have it the same weekend every year. Yeah. So I mm. mean, I mean, this has the potential to be absolutely nuts in downtown this this weekend. So I, I had I had to ask another question related to this, um, and I don't think we talked about this at all yet. But you, and at least until recently, we're still skating. Yes, sir been skating now i, I skated time. when i was very young but i haven't for years and years but you have been skating for something like 40 years right yes yeah, in 77 yep exactly and, and recently you <laughs> hurt yourself pretty bad i did i snapped you smashed your wrist i snapped both bo- both bones in my right wrist yes <laughs> yes uh as, as a point of reference i was actually i was uh i was scheduled to be coming and stay with neil for a couple of days and we were going to go to a couple of shows we were going to go see The Damned and yep. X at the House of Blues. Yep. And uh, TSOL and the Bull Weevils the next night at Reggie's, and Neil broke his arm or his wrist earlier that week. Yeah, I broke it on Memorial Day, and uh, that was the yeah. Monday, and you and you were coming in Wednesday or whatever to okay. that for that damned show. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still bummed about that. I still got the no, ticket. It was, it was, the tickets it on be. my it was fridge. A great, great show. <laughs> Shut up! But it was terrible. Right. Things things happen, <laughs> but. You haven't skated, and you're fully healed now. But it I'm, was a pain in the neck. It was your right arm. It's a yes, exactly. You couldn't drive much. You couldn't hardly feed yourself. You couldn't wipe your own ass. I mean, it was bad. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't put my air conditioner in. Thank you, yeah, Tom. Exactly. Yes. So you, uh, but you're fully healed now. I'm fully healed, and I am going to be getting back on board in Florida. Are That's going to be that my... was that was my question: Is are you going to skate? Yeah, and the funny thing is, right? So I and who's going to pick you up at the airport when you break your other wrist? Oh, don't be telling me. Don't Dave. What? <laughs> don't say that. Now, now the funny thing is, because uh, I'm, you know, because I'm, I'm doing this cheap flight, so I'm doing everything just with the little carry-on bag, right? So, so you had to borrow a board? No, well, I've got a board down there. The last time when I was down there last year, oh. I, I bought a board, and so I have that down there. But all my safety equipment, I shipped it all down in a box, so I'm going to be fully padded up <laughs> when I go down there. Well, cause... you were padded up when you got hurt, or no? Um, I was, I mean, you can't but I was. Yeah, I wasn't fully padded up. I, I did. It's funny thing is, I did have wrist guards, but where I hit it. It was like on the inside of the wrist, right? Not where the plastic is, so that didn't really help me. And I fell in a really weird way, so like you always do, right? Mm. So, yeah. But anyway, so, yeah. So this will be probably I get there Thursday, probably Friday morning will be my time to skate. So I'll probably be skating. Well, a you little can bit on uh, you can stick your records in your box with your safety equipment. Yes, and ship. That's and true. Ship, and back ship it back. For, yep, you're exactly spend, right. Spend forty bucks to ship that back up here. Yeah. Um, you get any records this week? Um, I did. I actually, I some I ordered a few weeks ago. They just started arriving. I when I ship things from England because I buy things on Discogs. I buy the expensive shit on oh, Discogs, the sh- right? The shipping's got to kill you, right? It does, but I'm that kind of collector, so you know, I uh, I don't, I don't, say, I don't uh, mind. If it might, you know, if there might only be two of them in the world, so at least on Discogs, right? So I'm yeah. I'm buying one of them. What can I tell you? So, so what'd got, you get? Um, well. <laughs> Uh, one of them was actually, well, actually one of them was one of the Rhino Rhino Records uh, re-releases. It was uh, a Morrissey Greatest Hits. 
first time on vinyl and in clear vinyl. So you had to get that from England, or that's a that's a domestic? no. That was that that had just been on back order or something at Rhino, where Rhino moved. Okay. So you moved. order right from the Rhino? Um, I did that one, yeah. Because I, I get did. their newsletter, and I love their. I, I think they do a great job with their archival stuff. Yeah. But you know the problem with all these, you know, to ship one thing is a pain in the neck. So that's why I'm I'm usually end up getting that kind of stuff. I hate to say it, I'm like an Amazon because. You know, they'll shed you one thing without any shipping because I got Amazon Prime. Right. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, so I got that. Um, and then I think I told you a couple of weeks ago that one of my uh, – one of the bands that I guess I'm kind of ashamed – one of my guilty secrets is uh, that like glam metal band, The Darkness. Oh, yeah, yeah, The Darkness. So I actually – they did um, – they have a new album out, um, Easter is Cancelled. And yep, yep, months yep. ago, it's not real new, is it? I mean, it's been out for a while. No, it's only been out for like a month. Okay, uh, but they 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 announced it like almost a year ago, and they did one of those pre-release things where you could order it and they'd sign it and stuff like that. Um, right. You know, and like months and months ahead of time, right? Probably just to raise money or whatever. And uh, and I did that. And to tell you the truth, I forgot all about it until wow. in the mail last week. I got um, a signed album, signed CD, and the cassette. Wow. So I think I got all that for like forty. Talk about the three layers of yeah, you know. right. And I think I got it all for like forty-five bucks. Hmm. So I got that, and I also got one of their older albums called Hotcakes, which on vinyl, hmm. which is uh, the vinyl is kind of hard to find, to tell you hmm. the truth. So yeah, the crowd that that appeals to is probably not a big vinyl. Crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. You're definitely. I think you're definitely an outlier in their audience. But you know, we listen. We all have our guilty pleasures, and and I'll tell you, if you're done, I'll, I'll roll right into mine. Um, I'm not quite done. I also, no, go ahead. I, also I also got the um the latest Tiger Army album. I got um they always release them in like did weird. Did you mail weird... order that or did you just pick that up somewhere? I mail ordered it because they do really weird limited vinyl releases. Ah. Like they'll do a splatter blue and they'll do oh, some yeah. other thing. So I got a couple of the different colored vinyls all in like one package. So uh, I got that, and there's probably like one or two other things. I know I got a couple of 45s, but I can't remember what that is right now. So how about you? Did you find um, any? Oh, did you find anything at the flea markets in Indiana that went let? Well, last so weekend? we didn't really do a lot of flea marketing, but we did a lot. So one of the things, you know, we're as we work our way towards being empty nesters here. My wife and I have really gone out of our way to find things we enjoy doing together, and believe it or not, we we love to antique. And that might seem strange because I'm not really a fan of frou-frou crap and overpriced dishes and whatnot. But most of these bigger, like, antique multi-places, there's always records all over the place. So if nothing else, that gives me something to do while I'm – while I'm uh, my wife's looking at stuff, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I got to tell you, I, I, I got, like, four records while we were gone for the weekend. And you are going to be so unimpressed. I mean, <laughs> the one go. I told you – the one we talked about earlier is probably the most impressive of the bunch. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things you find something cheap or in, in good condition, you know, you look them over 90% of them are just scratch beyond recognition. Actually, 90% of them should just go straight in the dumpster when you're doing the antiquing thing. Cause it's like Engelbert Humperdinck type shit, you know? Yeah. 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 Gotcha. I mean, yeah. anything rock. I mean, this, I actually found a lot of good seventies rock stuff while we were out. So the first one I found <laughs> was a, an original press from 1973, the year I was born, Alice Cooper's Billion Dollar Babies. And it's in pretty good shape. I haven't tried to play it yet, but I think it's a fully functional copy. And the spine's a little beat up, but it's a 40, 46-year-old record, you know, but it has all the inserts mint, including the the sleeve for the record. And there's the original came, 
you know, records were so great back in the 70s. You know this. They were so cool. They had so much going on. So they, it's a gatefold. And inside, there's like a money clip. Oh, nice. And it's still got the billion-dollar bill in the money clip that came with the original record. Oh, that's amazing. It's, it's yeah. the inserts are what are gets hard to find. So anyway, I was pretty excited to find that. And I paid all of uh, just like $4 for it. Um, And I... <laughs> That surprises me that they You're, didn't that someone didn't figure out that that was worth more than that. Well, and 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 you know, and there's so many of them. You you go on Discogs, there's a billion of them, but most okay. of them don't have their inserts. Right, know? that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. If they don't have the inserts and the lyrics, and, and it's whatever, kind of yeah. refreshing anyway because we talk about how everybody thinks everything's worth more than what it is. And uh, then I found uh, um a copy, a pretty nice copy of uh, Deep Purple's Machine Head album. Oh, okay. Now you lost that, me. Well, like mid seventies. Yes, that would be. Well, actually, maybe like seventy two. I would, if I had to guess. So it it has several. Well, it has a few of their biggest hits on. It. It's got Highway Star, Smoke on the Water, and Space Trucking. Smoke so, on the Water. There you go. And once again, found it pretty cheap, pretty nice shape. Definitely a, like a seminal kind of before metal was metal album. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, like I said, it's gonna get worse from here. You're, you're, I mean, <laughs> it's gonna get worse than Deep Purple. I didn't find singles or anything like I did last Oy, year. Okay. I didn't Keep find it. And, and there was a few things like, you know, I found some cool kind of new wavy stuff. You never really find any punk stuff. Like I found a Celebrate Rifles record. And I was so excited until I looked it up and I found it was like from the '90s and it wasn't, you know. Um, well, <laughs> so, long, long story short, you know where that name comes from, right? Yeah, it's well, it's a Sex Pistols riff, right? It is. The it's, the, it's, it's, it's the opposite of the Sex Pistols, right? So it's Celebrate Rifles. Well, it is. That's why it they named it that. Is the opposite of a pistol? I don't know. Well, that's... Yeah. Well, yeah. What else would you... Yes, sure. Why not? Is celibacy the opposite of sex, or is masturbation the other? Celibacy would be. Can we hey, the masturbation stop be, stop being difficult, man. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, and... and <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to keep going. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. So my wife and I'm not, and I don't dislike him necessarily. My wife is a Willie Nelson fan. Okay, at least it's not Barry Manilow or something. So I found this this record from 1979, and it looks like it never been played. And I played it today, and it played perfectly. It's Willie Nelson sings Chris Christopherson. <laughs> 1979. I'm telling you, it's like brand new. I paid five bucks for it. And it's got me and Bobby McGee. It's got Sunday Morning Coming Down. It's got Why Me. It's great. Honestly, we listen to I mean, we listen to where we have an annual, uh, we always have a party this time of year for Halloween, and we were chopping vegetables for our homemade pizza, and we were listening to Willie Nelson. And, and okay, so now we're going to get to Guilty Pleasure. This is the last one. Four days, four records. Um, you know, I grew up listening to 80s you know pop and rock before i before i got into punk in like 87 88 you know 87 i started getting into it i didn't really fully switch over till like 89 or so i don't know yeah i think 89 but one of my all-time earliest records that i bought was uh there we go go on (laughs) i I can't believe it's funny because we're we're doing this old man punk show and and we literally have talked about like 20 percent of what we're talking (laughs) (laughs) that's true but I got a nice copy of Huey Lewis and the News. <laughs> I want a new drug. <laughs> anyway, I think that was uh, seven fifty or something. Not a ton of not a ton of dough. But when I was uh, when I was very young, I joined like uh, 
Before it was BMG, it was called RCA Record Club. Oh, I thought you were going to say you joined the Huey Lewis fan club. I thought that's <laughs> no, where that was going. No. But I had uh, I was um, I did the uh, RCA Record Club before it was BMG, yeah, and yeah. you get the you get the six records for a penny, and that was one of my six. What? So you so had to you had to buy it, it again because you remember how good it was. It's back to me because I got rid of it because when I got into cool music, I'm like ah screw all this music I listened to before, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was I mean. Yes, yes, super punk. I'm listening to Huey Lewis and uh, going to wineries. I'm officially a yacht rocker. <laughs> I'm chopping vegetables, listening to Willie Nelson. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Well, you know, and but I I, I listened to uh, earlier today. You know, before we got on, before we got on here, I was listening to the MDC mob mob uh, MDC uh, restart split on Beer City Records, which is really cool. So okay, so that was fun. What tell you what? Do you want to uh, do you want to play a song? Yes, let's play a song. I'll, I'll, not, a song. Be, I'll not be Huey Lewis, please. <laughs> Back in time. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a song, and then we'll talk about what we had each other listen to last week, yes. and then we'll we'll Perfect. wrap it up. Perfect. Um. So okay, I, I, and last week we really coordinated our songs well. This week we're not coordinating our songs well at all. And honestly, Neil probably knows more about this band than I do. But it's just a song that I've always liked, and I I thought it'd be fun to play. If anybody's younger, they probably never heard it, but it's a great, great song, great, great hook, as they as they say, you know. So we're gonna play uh, television personalities, which were I don't know, more, maybe more artsy than punky. Uh, yeah, they were kind of in the scene and kind of not kind of thing yeah but it's yeah. A, but it is it is about the same time period as the ultravox i played so you know it's, yeah it's, and, and it's kind of like, i mean it's sort of like maybe like mecons or so you know it's sort exactly of that, exactly that, yeah. that kind of weird area but anyway they had a great song and i heard i don't remember, i heard it the first time i was at this big outdoor probably metal show or something and i'm and they played it over the pa and i thought it was the greatest song i've ever heard and i revisit it once in a while and i've downloaded a couple times over the years but i don't have it on vinyl and i'll find it someday but it's a uh, television television personalities part-time punks great song
Television personalities, part-time punks. And, you know, I think the song maybe originally was written to kind of poke fun at people who weren't sincere or something. That's the message, I would guess. But now it's like, at our age, it's like a compliment to even be part-time, right? Yes. Yes, that, that, that's true. <laughs> and and that, that's, uh, that, that, that song does sound check, or name check, I should say, a lot of very, very good early, punk, early, early punk singles. Yeah. People go into a record store and they couldn't buy one song, so they bought something else instead. Yeah, it's a great song. All right. So last last week we mentioned – actually, you know what? I'm going to say something else really quick here before I forget again at the end. Go ahead. Since, since we're wrapping it up, we have an email now. Yes. I don't know how long it will take for this to get to your ears. Um, I don't, I don't, we, don't, we don't know how long that our production schedule is going to – we're hoping to do it every week or at least three times a month or something like that. But we are going to have an email. And it is still, or I'm sorry, <laughs> punk till I die 77 at gmail.com. Gmail. Yep. Yes. Punk, yes. Punk till I die 77. What are you going to, what are you going to email us about? I have no idea. Anything you want you, at all. You could email us about something we should talk about or things you like or things you hate or how we suck or how we kick ass or whatever. Oh, guilty pleasures, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, I'd exactly, like to know your guilty exactly. pleasures. That would be cool. And, you know, we're, we're sort of. I don't think we're planning on being tied to any particular formula. I think we're going to be kind of fluid. I think we will do some um, – right now we're kind of in the get-to-know-you stage, so it's just kind of the two of us just BSing. I think we will probably eventually do some interviews, though that won't necessarily be the – you know, we're not going to become an interview show, but we will probably do some interviews, kind of starting to lay the groundwork for some of that stuff, which will kind of you know cater to our classic you know 80s – 70 maybe 70s but 80s type of punk stuff we like so we'll work on that but we you know we're kind of you know we, we'll probably play some of our friends bands and we probably will play some newer bands at some point once we get tired of you know playing all these old codgers well i think it's pretty cool we played well we played 80s i was gonna say we played new stuff last week but we didn't i played 80s stuff no <laughs> but it's new, new to me damn it yeah exactly <laughs> But uh, so the 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 record you had me check out was Code of Honor. Yes, sir. And I only listened to fits and starts. I must what? admit, because I don't have a great way to stream. Oh. So I kind of YouTubed YouTube some songs, and and this was definitely in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's '80s, kind of that weird middle area between punk and hardcore. Yes, exactly. Right. Shouted shouted vocals and political and antisocial and i thought it was great i i actually went on disc guys looking for their stuff but even like their best of cd goes for like 40 bucks there's just not a lot of copies bouncing around so i'm gonna have to do it the old-fashioned way and find it kicking around a record store they actually have it at that uh i think i told you about bucket of blood records uh mm, here in town there? they have both the single and the album um mm. but i don't think you're gonna want to pay you're not gonna want to pay the prices <laughs> for that so but so yeah. So um, I noticed that they have a lot of skating imagery. Is that how you came to that band? It is. That, that's a funny story. Yes, I was down in uh, 
University of uh, Champaign, uh, University of Illinois down in Champaign-Urbana in 83 when I was an exchange student down there. And I was skating and I was friends with the guy in the record store and I'd go in and buy whatever was new basically. And that one caught my eye. Yeah, because the first single had a picture of a guy skating on the cover. Okay, and I saw some of the other stuff had like some skateboards leaned up against yeah, something. Like, that, that's the album is the skateboards okay. leaned up against a wall. So that was like, well, this sounds like it's in my wheelhouse. And I bought it and I fell in love with it immediately. So uh, they've been one of my favorite old hardcore it, it's bands. Some, it kind of reminded me of some of the stuff that was going on further south, like the Nardcore kind of bands. Yes. Like Your Repute or something like that. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, like I said, a band that I'd heard of but never heard. But I definitely I definitely liked what I heard. Um, and we'll try to check them out some more. I And that sick play, uh, sick. Sick pleasure. Sick pleasure. Yeah, pleasure. That's on that's on the other side of the album. So one side of the album's got like six songs by Code of Honor. The other side of the album is Sick Pleasure, which is basically the same band, different singer. singer. Different singer, yep. So I thought that was pretty cool too. And I like I like verbal abuse quite a bit. Yeah. Just an American band is kind of one of my uh go to's. I have it somewhere over here. Um and I also uh they were one of those bands that kind of verbal beast. He left after the first album, I think, and they were one of the many like punk band, hardcore bands that ended up becoming like a crossover band in the nineties. As he did like a thrash album, okay, which was a pretty common thing because the uh, the big labels were starting to throw money around. Yeah, you know, with the Gang Greens and a lot of bands like that ended up essentially making thrash mm-hmm. albums at some point. So speaking of thrash, what did you think about? What did you, I know what did, this wasn't in your wheelhouse album. What did you think about Piss Regardless? What did you do to me with this, man? What did you do? So, <laughs> I I really did give this my best shot. I listened to the whole album three times. Ooh. Um, and I it's not my thing at all. Too metal. Um, too. Uh, see what what people call metal today isn't what I think of as metal. Because back in my day, in you're like thinking like the, Judas Priest. Yeah, in the late '70s, early '80s, yeah, that was metal. So this is, I guess, it's metalcore, right? Like corrosion of conformity kind of started this kind of shit, right? Uh, well, yeah, there might be a little bit of that there. Yeah. Um, now, very well done. I'm sure it's very well done. Uh, and a couple of the songs, I I didn't mind. I think there was one called Dichotomy, which I didn't mind so much. And the last song, Hell's Coming with Me. Uh, which was like the slow one with like spoken word at the beginning yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. That was, I didn't mind that one so much at all. That's some great melodic elements. But what they should have done with that, and and this this isn't just a criticism of Pissed Regardless, the, the, the thing I was listening to. This is, a, this is a criticism of a lot of bands these days, a lot of punk bands, a lot of, a lot of whatever bands. Dudes, you've got to break up the songs. You can't do every song on the album with the same sound the same speed yeah. the same intensity well, and, the and, and same the truth of the matter is the se- the second the last song on each side of the album was different more melodic and kind of broke things up but yeah the first four song it'd be like four just two minute bangers kind of hardcore songs and then uh yeah and then a slow one and then four more bangers in the hardcore you know i guess the thing is if you're into the more aggressive stuff there's definitely bits and pieces of a lot of different things going on but I definitely could see how you might they could kind of all run together. And that second song, man, it's got the thing I probably hate most of all in metal, and that's that, that? was that, that double bass drum thing. Ah. Like that that just kills me. It is so lame that their, I, their I, last record uh, was more was punk, more punk. 
than this yeah. one. But I still like this. I think it's really well done. I don't. I don't know if, how much you listen to something like this. You know, no, it's... no, and I, I don't. I don't. But I, and I'll agree with you. It, no, no. It, I mean, it, me it was... personally. I mean, oh, me okay. too. I mean, I really like the record. I gave it a real positive review, and I, I do like it a lot. But it, I don't know. It's not happy music. It, it sustains a really dark mood across the thirty minutes or whatever. Well, it is. yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? I felt like I was in a tomb or something it was just very it was very all-encompassing and very and that's why i was thinking if they that last song put that in the middle somewhere just break it up a little bit yeah and uh, i'd like to say that's not a criticism just to this band i hear that all the time even in bands like the bomb pops or something every yeah. song is the same pace with the same the modern modern hardcore, modern hardcore the, I, you know there's a few bands that i do like but i feel that way about modern hardcore a lot it's just like, man, every single song is the same, you know? Right. So, I but. mean, I mean, go go back and listen to some of the classic bands or something, you know, go back to The Clash or something. You know, they'll throw a reggae song in there every once in a while. They'll they'll throw a slow song. There'll be a fast song. There'll be... Uh, that's what yeah. an album is, right? You build the album. You don't have yeah, every yeah. song sounding and when exactly you're, and when the you're damn same. a band same. playing live, you build the set list. You start with the two fast ones, and then you kind of break it yep. down a little bit and then you, yeah exactly exactly so you know I, I again it's not it's not my thing i could see they're very good probably at what they do another thing that annoys me too with the with the vocals where i wish they'd sing the vocals live rather than you can tell it's all cut up like oh, he'll, he'll yeah, do a line or two and then it's cut up and it's spliced in and you can hear that and it's that kind of bug, bugs me too so okay so did you did you think of something for next time or something, hadn't you put any thought into it yet? Something for you to listen to? Yes. Yes, my friend, I'd have. You are going to listen to the first Ultravox album. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. You know, and since we're sticking on theme, I would say no. Go ahead. No, that no. What do you? Hopefully the you've first, got. Uh, hopefully you've got something a bit different for me. No, this no. Time. I want to have you check out Bong Mountain. Bong Mountain. Okay. Their which... record is called "You're Doing Great" for the record. You're doing great for the record, okay. I've got it on hot pink vinyl. I think you will be able to appreciate the songwriting, even if it's a little too touchy-feely for you. Okay, and I am going to tell you where they the are first, playing. The first Hold Ultravox on. record is self-titled? It's just called Ultravox, yes. It's got okay. them, like, sta- it's, it's, uh, the album cover looks very glam. It's got them standing underneath, like, a neon sign that just says Ultravox with the exclamation point, and they're kind of, because they, they really do predate punk. They were in a, um, like they were, suiciders. They, yeah, they were in a band called Tiger Lily before they became Ultravox, um, mm. and it's very early synthy. It's even got, like, a violin or something on that first album, I think. Mm. Yeah. Once again, I, we've gone over our, we, 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 we've, vowed to try to keep these around an hour and i'm pretty sure we're over again actually just it's like an hour and two minutes so uh that's but i just wanted to tell you a second because i saw that bong mountain is playing on saturday um and fest at a bank at a place called eight seconds so maybe i will try and go and check out your friends bong mountain if i say hello will they uh, will they know who you are or will they look at me like i'm mental no they all well especially the drummer the drummer is the one i'm feeling with his name's matt but okay. it it doesn't matter. I've had that before with John. John did that. I'm like, oh, I just got done, just got off the phone interviewing so and so. You know, we're kind of friendly, and John will go up to him, and they would just stare at him blankly. Like, they go, uh, who? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Made me look like a jerk, man. I right. told, I've I've told the story before. But I'm gonna I'll finish up with the story because it relates. You know, we we've got we talked about. I just talked earlier about Sloppy Seconds. They're one of my favorite bands. We've seen them a bunch of times, and me and my buddy. 
have gone to see them a bunch of times. And one time they actually started their West Coast tour out in Las Vegas. So we decided uh, to take our wives out there and have a little mini vacation. So we flew out there to catch the opening night of their show. And uh, it was like, oh, man, I hope they don't like stonewalls with our wives because we've been telling our wives that we're friends with these guys. You know, mm-hmm. we hang out with them. We drank with them. We've always had a good time. And we pull up to the venue, and we come up, and the bass player comes out, runs out, and gives us a hug. It's like, oh, thank God. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Didn't leave nice. us hanging like a bunch of yeah. dicks. <laughs> All right. Let, let me just ask you, though, because some of the other bands, if before I decide to go into this eight seconds place on Saturday <laughs> to see Bong Mountain, tell me if you've seen, if you've heard of any of these other bands that are playing, right? Yeah. Um, Abel Baker Fox. Heard of them. Okay. I think they're from Chicago. Casket. Or no, is that the band, is that the former guys from... Uh, anyway, casket lottery. Heard of them? Don't know anything about them. Signals Midwest. Heard of them? God, it's <laughs> all the same circle of bands. Dikembe. Heard of them? Slingshot Dakota. Heard of them? Dowsing. Heard of them? I think they're on, I think they're on uh, Asian Man. Okay, Bong Mountains at seven twenty. Um, Dollar Signs at eight twenty. Yeah, that was the other band that, that we was. Yeah, just you saw mentioned them, them right? Yeah. 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 They, I didn't know who they were a month ago. They were I, I never had known that band. So were they the, were they the ones from South Carolina? You were saying? They yeah, were, yeah, they were, yeah, they were okay. fun. Typesetter. They're from Chicago. They're kind of a snooze fest. Okay. Spanish they love. Key, they have a keyboard, dude. Need I say more? Okay. <laughs> Spanish love songs. Uh, see, I think they're popular among that crowd. This is a certain crowd. You know, I've heard of them. I don't know their songs. Warriors. Heard of them? Okay. And top of the bill. Uh, eight seconds on Saturday night is Spraynard. Another another Asian man band. Don't know them. Don't know them at all. I mean, I know the name. I know the name of every single one of those bands, and I don't know what they sound like. I assume they're that kind of, you know, that Asian man kind of pop punk, positive sort of sound. All right, buddy. I'll tell you what. For for $30, I think I might skip the show. Is that <laughs> I'm $30? Sorry. $30, yeah, yeah. How do you put? Oh man, that's for that entire night. It seems like eight sec- two five well, dollar shows put together. Well, it's it. I mean, this is all those bands I mentioned. That's from one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, you, so you're gonna need your, you're gonna need your beauty sleep. Yeah, so that's that's twelve hours of bands right there. So I guess for thirty bucks, that's not too bad. But you know, you're gonna be sleeping on your buddy's couch. You're gonna be up at seven a.m. You're gonna be ready to crash again by ten. Well, I have to say, from the way that you uh, you described those bands, I don't think I'm gonna. Be, I don't think. I'm no, it's, it's be probably going. not your thing. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, know, yeah, it, yeah. listen, we, we 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 talked about this last week. You know, I'm too old to really want to expand my horizons too wide. But you don't want you know you're always looking for a new band. You're always looking for a new band. You know, that might like. Yeah, I mean, if you so, told if you told me that Bong Mountain were the best band in the whole world, I would check it out. I think they're I think they're good, but that doesn't mean that they would be good for you. <laughs> okay, very good. Well, you know what? You you give local bands a little more of a pass. You know, I, I, yeah, 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 yep. But anyway, all right. So hey, well, I'm gonna give that email out again. It's punk till I die. T I L L. Yep, I die. Seventy seven at gmail.com and it's been fun as usual Neil and uh, I'll talk to you next week yeah talk to you next week my friend I'll let you know how it all went all right sounds good see ya yeah